Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now I'd just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. I'm with you. I'm with you. New era eight apparel. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 38. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's the week t- the week 11 recap. Greg, what's good, man? You, what's going on? Week 12 is over. Week 11, yes. Yeah, so you got me looking forward already. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels like with some fantasy teams I got. But uh, it's, uh, it was a good week. De- definitely another weird week. Um, another, a lot of teams showing out, like this Falcons defense. But, yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah, man, got to hit that recap, man. And um, let's start with the quarterback position, bro. So Josh Allen, man, finishes as the QB one on the week, going 21 of 33, 256 passing yards, three total touchdowns, oh, no, three passing touchdowns, sorry. He also had 56 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. That's good for 33.84 fantasy points. Greg, this guy is the only uh, first quarterback in NFL history to have back-to-back uh, seven rushing touchdown seasons go what do you make of this one man wow that's a crazy stat right there definitely with all the running quarterbacks that came through the league but uh yeah this is josh allen this is fantasy quarterback value josh allen you're, you're going to get this uh when definitely when he's in a good matchup you're already going to get the solid floor by him but when he gets a, a, a good matchup he can he can give you elite qb1 numbers so this is definitely expect this going for he's got he has a, definitely a tough stretch um going forward denver and then dallas after that uh, and then Baltimore, so we got got a interesting looking forward. But this floor is always there for him. That's what I was going to ask you next. Uh, I'm gl- I'm glad you you went there first. Uh, Josh Allen has a really tough stretch coming up. Yeah, I'm going to pull up his schedule now because, as as you know, he's the quarterback of my uh, of my League of Extraordinary People team. He's been basically riding this this dude all season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been you know. Team's okay, you know. I'm in third place right now, but he's he's been a, a big part of the reason why uh, that's happened, especially as, as of late. But coming up on the docket, he's got Denver, like you previously mentioned. Then he's got Dallas. So those those two aren't exactly terrible. Um, but the next the next three are what scare me, and and that's the problem. You know, we're talking about championship, uh, the playoffs. Yeah. He's he's got Baltimore week fourteen. And we just saw what they did to Deshaun, to Deshaun Watson. Yep. He's got Pittsburgh in week 15. And then he's got New England in week 16. So, um, you know, are you are you confident in, in Josh Allen? You know, or do you think fantasy owners should have confidence in him going into that into that play? Um, I at least for, you know, week uh, you know, 13 and 14 maybe, but I, I don't know if I'm touching at Pittsburgh and then at New England, I don't know if I want to touch that at all. And that'd be the semifinals and final week, so I would I would uh probably try to look somewhere else. So uh, yeah, it's got to be other quarterbacks, especially you know teams are not going to be looking because teams will be out of contention. So there there are going to be some quarterbacks out there that you can get for good matchups. But even the Baltimore matchup scares me, man. Look what look we just see what Baltimore just did to Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we've seen what they what they did to Tom Brady two weeks ago. Uh, this is a tough matchup, and and you know the other thing, uh, you know I, I caught the I, I watched the condensed version of this game, uh, and you know the Baltimore Ravens defense, I, it got me thinking. You know, you know I want to see how they match up against a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, a mobile quarterback, but like their entire all the quarterbacks they have on their roster are mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, you know RG three was running the scout team, so like it just. You know, it's just something to think about that maybe that floor with Josh Allen won't be. Yeah, there, I, I think it wasn't there with Deshaun Watson. The only thing about Baltimore, well, Deshaun, for some reason, 
when he when he's scrambling and he's trying to do something, he's still thinking the pass where Josh Allen will probably <laughs> Josh Allen is going to run. He's going to run the ball, so he's going to get at least some points there. Um, because yeah. I remember, yeah, Deshaun got in trouble a lot and taking sacks when he can totally use his legs. Um, but Josh Allen will probably get you more rushing yards, I think. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point too. But let's move forward, man. The QB two on the week. This it was just too easy for him. This man obviously does not find himself in any trouble because you know might as well be Houdini. Seventeen of twenty four, two hundred twenty two yards, four touchdowns, and of course we're talking about Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. Also added eighty six rushing yards. That was good for thirty three point four eight Fanduel points. Greg, come on, man. What'd you make of this? This is a new era right here. This is Lamar. Another spectacular run you saw. Didn't go for a touchdown, but juked about at least five people going into, you know, almost getting into the end zone there. Uh, you get one or two of these plays at week from him. This is what he does. This is at now. He's he's beating Deshaun. He's beating Russell Wilson. He's beating uh, Tom Brady. This is MVP right here. This is all I got to say. Yeah, man. Lamar Jackson is just totally unreal, man. You know, this, it's it's like every week he does something unbelievable to the point where, like, we're not even really phased by it anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, this dude swang the football over two dudes' heads. Like, this is the National Football League. This is not Pop Warner. It's not high school. You know, this is not Reggie Bush in, in the Pac-12 in the Pac or whatever it was back then You sw- where you swing a football over a dude's head. And then, I'm sorry, Lamar, stop trying to throw your shoulder in. Stop throwing your shoulder into people. Not trying because you threw your shoulder into somebody at the end of that run. Just please save yourself. He did. Come he on. did. Earlier in the game, like starting off, he, he felt like he needs to calibrate because he'd be, he be overthrowing people a lot in the first couple of throws. But then once he gets going, he's in rhythm. He, he He's uh he's pretty elite. Yeah. The other thing it's interesting to see is that teams don't want to rush him. <laughs> like, they don't want to they don't want to blitz him. They don't want to rush him because they're afraid. Like, what happens if we miss? Yeah. Then he has to start improvising and then that's danger zone yeah. for them. So that yeah, that's it's just this this guy's a cheat code, man. And you know, I'm curious to see he's got a matchup coming up against the Rams, but honestly, man, I don't know if it's gonna matter. It doesn't like matter. How, this you know, I heard something interesting today. This was on uh the Fantasy Footballers podcast. I heard it from Andy Holloway, but he said that last year Pat Mahomes had five QB top three QB finishes. Lamar Jackson this year already has seven. So, you know, we saw where Patrick Mahomes went in drafts this year. I would anticipate that Lamar Jackson goes higher than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, next this time next year at least. And the QB three on the week that would be. As oh Greg man, Jimmy G, ahead, Greg. the most handsome quarterback in the league. You already know he came through for you, Jimmy G. Let's go. <laughs> uh huh. That would be thirty-four, forty-five, four hundred twenty-four passing yards, four touchdowns. Did throw two interceptions, though. Added seven rushing yards. 31.66 FanDuel points. So, Greg, go ahead. Talk about your man. Yeah, man. They, they just realized that this man could he can throw the football down the field. They, they seen, you know, what he could do. I feel like the 49ers are just slowly crippling over to a passing attack now. Now they can do it in both ways. They can win with the offense. I mean, the, the rushing and the passing. Uh, they had to do it again in a close matchup against Arizona. Um, it was, yeah, pretty good by him. Clutch down the stretch, too getting that last touchdown to Jeff Wilson. Yeah, that interception was terrible. But Jimmy G, man, um, he he was absolutely, you know, the thing is, is like you kind of see this coming for him because here he is against this Arizona defense, which is terrible against the pass. Mm-hmm. All his running backs are banged up, right? Like you got a, 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 a offense on the other side that's, that's going to attack you. Uh, they're not going to just, you know, sit there and take the punches. So Jimmy G was going to have to throw to air it out in this one like he did the last time these two teams played. So, you know, I you know, I think this one was a uh, I mean, QB3 performance this is that's great, but you know, I think there's more games like this down the stretch for Jimmy G cuz if you look at their schedule, they're going to have to play some offenses um like 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 Green Bay which they've got coming up next week. Um they still have to play Seattle one more time where he's going to play some offenses where you know, Jimmy G's going to have to get into some shootouts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if they want to keep up in the division with uh, Seattle. They they want to win games. They're going to have to do it both the passing and the, the rushing. Yep, absolutely, man. But, um, you know, moving forward, 
Fish rounding out these studs, man. Your QB start of the week. Dak Prescott coming up as the QB4. Jeff Driscoll is the QB5. Kyler Murray, QB6. Sam Darnold is the QB7. Kirk Cousins is the QB8. Baker Mayfield is the QB9. Drew Brees is the QB10. Derek Carr is the QB11. And Nick Foles, your stream of the week, is the QB12. So, Greg, which of these stud performances stick out to you? Uh, Definitely, you know, Jeff Driscoll actually doing well again. Uh, put up a pretty solid performance. That's two weeks in a row that he's held it down for you. Um, so maybe maybe look to him in, in a solid matchup as a streamer uh, going forward. Um, and, yeah, that's, that was pretty uh, pretty much good to see Nick Foles um, back on the field and uh, playing well and see that he got DJ Shark. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, I, I definitely Jeff Driscoll is definitely intriguing to me. Um, like you like you were saying, to be able to play well two matchups in a row, that's encouraging. Uh, love to see more Kenny Galladay action. Um, but he, you know, he made Marvin Jones fantasy relevant this week, so that was great. And then I think, uh, let me check the matchup who they have coming up next. But I think yeah, they so have Washington. Half decent. Yeah, they have Washington coming up, yep. so that's a good matchup for them as well. So I, you know, this will be interesting to see going forward. Um, the, you know, some performances that stuck out to me: Kyler Murray doing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, this time on the ground though, added had he had sixty-seven rushing yards. Uh, and a rushing touchdown, so that was great. And then, you know, Sam Darnold again getting it done, um, this time coming in as the QB6 on the week. So uh, that's really that's really encouraging because, he, like I said, he's got some matchups coming coming up, uh, coming up on, uh, you know, these next few weeks that are pretty good. He's got Oakland this week, Cincinnati the week after. Um, so those are two matchups where you could actually um, start Sam Darnold. You know, seems if he's got, you know, control of this offense. Um, and then Baker Mayfield, man, you know, like you were saying, he's he's got some good matchups coming up this week too, and he you know rounds out as the QB, the QB nine on the week. Yep. So. Um. Yeah. Anything else there? Or, you know, any uh, any, any guys? Nah, yeah, I think that's of, uh, pretty good for the, for the quarterbacks right now. Lamar for MVP, man. Yeah, Lamar for MVP. Deshaun said it himself. So, you know, let's let's get that. Let's keep that that train going. So let's get to the running backs, man. And Christian McCaffrey, man, this team loses twenty nine to three. It's crazy. He doesn't score a touchdown, but he still manages to be the RB one on the week with twenty four point six Fanduel points. That was good. We had fourteen carries, seventy rushing yards, eleven receptions for a hundred and twenty one yards, Greg. Come on, like what? Like what do you even have to say about he's, this? Man? He's better than your favorite receiver. That's all I gotta say. That's what I've been saying before. <laughs> saying that every, every week. Every week, man. It's because <laughs> it's a fact. It's crazy. Eleven for one twenty-one. That's 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 a wide receiver one number right there. That's no touchdown. That's like a nice floor. Yeah, this is this is. That was like Michael Thomas's stat line yeah, last week. Yeah, this can't guard Mike. This can't guard <laughs> Christian right here. Here we go. Yeah, man, this is absolutely phenomenal, Christian McCaffrey. This is what you get, you know. It's crazy. I mean, FanDuel, they keep pricing him up, but... I, I buy it every know, time. I buy him every time, right? yo. <laughs> 10-5 salary on a 60K budget is fine, man. It, it, I'll do it every time. Um, but, yeah, man, he this was absolutely great. And then Mark Ingram coming in as the RB2 on the week. 13 carries, 48 yards. And he tried to make like Christian McCaffrey in this one with three receptions, 37 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. That was good for 22 FanDuel points and a half-point PPR. Greg, what would you make of this one? Yeah, Mark Ingram has some moves, too, and uh, getting into the end zone, one of those mm-hmm. runs. Uh, very elusive back, showing, uh, you know, what he does as a former Heisman Trophy that winner. Flexibility. Yeah, that flexibility. <laughs> yeah, that flexibility. Uh, very funny in his uh, post-game conference, uh, too. Oh, you man. Catch him at the bank. That's all I got to say. Be more. Yeah, ah, mo, mo. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was that was great. Um I'm sure you guys are gonna hear that one on the way in, so or already heard it on the way in. So yeah. Um, <laughs> and the RB three on the week, finally, uh-huh. Todd Gurley, man, twenty five carries, ninety seven rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, added three receptions for thirty six receiving yards. Did lose a fumble, but he had eighteen point eight points and a half point PPR. 
Greg, what'd you make of this? Yeah, I actually caught a lot of this game of the one game I caught. Um, I had to. I, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I know, I know. I remember you saying, "Don't want to start anyone from this game." Well, Todd Gurley, he's the only one. Like he came through. Um, I had to like you know pinch myself because I thought I was watching some 85 Rams. They just ran the ball every play. I'm like, oh my gosh! And so good to see Ty Gurley get the ball. Uh, Malcolm Brown still got in the red zone, but you know he he still Ty Gurley's getting involved. He's a high volume number, which you like to see. Um, he can be a solid play for you going coming down the stretch if the Rams are going to run the ball like this. Yeah, man, you, it was clear what the game plan was with Todd Gurley because the Rams coming into this game, they had a seventy four percent run to or pass to run ratio in neutral game script, one score games, and this coming into this game in the first half, Jared Goff had seven pass attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Gurley had. 25 carries, three tu- uh, three more receptions. That's 28 total touches for a total of 133 total yards from scrimmage. They unleashed Todd Gurley. Uh, it seems like that's going to be the plan going forward. They were trying to keep him healthy. That's why we didn't see much of Todd Gurley at the beginning of the season. That's what it se- that's what it seems like. Um, and they kind of intimated that that he's there. He's gonna be the workhorse going down the stretch. So that's huge news for fantasy owners. That's the exact opposite of what you got last year as a fantasy owner, mm-hmm. where they rode him, rode him, rode him, and then come fantasy playoffs, where it was time for you to, to depend on Todd Gurley, they were holding him out for the for the stretch. So you know this is this is great. Um, you know if you drafted him, got him late enough when you did, or even if you drafted him where you where you wanted him, and you were able to to field a roster to to bring yourselves to you know to a to a you know a playoff potential playoff run this is huge news man and you got to be excited yeah definitely um i think they realize uh <laughs> get the ball out of jeff Goff's hands let's win this game <laughs> oh yeah no i mean i you know i was joking around about it today but they had two consecutive third and ten situations where they just threw screen passes <laughs> like they threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. They were, they did not want Jared Goff throwing this ball down the field. That crazy. Um. All right, man. Let's round out these running backs. Going to the top four. The running back four on the week. We've got Ezekiel Elliott, the RB five, Alvin Kamara, the RB six, Gus Edwards, the RB seven, Marlon Mack, RIP, the RB eight, Joe Mixon, the RB nine, Le'Veon Bell, the RB ten, Tariq Cohen, the RB eleven, Tony Pollard. And the RB12, I'm just going to give it to Austin Eckler, but right now it's Jonathan Williams. Word. Because um, Austin Eckler is the RB12 yeah, he's very right close. now. He's, yeah. Got, yeah, he's, he's very like close. one screen so, pass away from getting up there. So, Greg, which uh, which positive performances stuck out to you here? Uh, it's pretty interesting to see that both you know Ingram and Gus Edwards, along with Elliot and Pollard, all – you know, both backfields successful um, in getting in this top 12. Um, but in that, as RIP Marlon Mack, um, definitely not something to look forward to uh, as far as, like, you know, his futures. He was definitely rolling this year as a, a solid RB2 for you. But uh, the guy that made it, Jonathan Williams, is going to be probably number one waiver wire to pick up. So looking at him for that. Yeah, that's going to be, um, you know, it's it's going to be a muddy situation, but Jonathan Williams seems like the guy. I mean, you don't run for 100 yards and, and not get the first crack at the job. Facts. So um, Jonathan Williams is, is going to be a hot waiver wire priority uh, priority add this week. Um, Gus Edwards, man, he's one of the, the sneakiest handcuffs in all of fantasy. Um, if anything happens to Mark Ingram in this offense, Gus Edwards is, is going to instantaneously walk into – uh, you know, a big time, not a necessarily a big time role, but, you know, these, a lot of these Mark Ingram touches will, will, you know, these carries will go to him. And we've seen what he's done on limited work. It was good to see Alvin Kamara, you know, again, be, be dominant, mm-hmm. um, you know, get back to his useful self. But Joe Mixon, man, it, what, what are we, what are we going to do about this, man? This is two weeks in a row. He's, you know, giving us double digit outputs, um, you know, and last week was in a, in a 31, uh, you know, a, a blowout loss. So, you know, what are we doing with Joe Mixon going forward? Uh, you you, you got to play him at this point. I, I think um, he's still, you know, we regard him as a very talented player coming out of college. Um, he's, he's you know, we've asked for him to be freed as far as a Bengal. But if he's going to produce for you like this, he, this is the third straight week now. He uh, played well before the bye against the Rams as well. 
Um, so I would continue to play him, you know, particularly maybe tough matchup against Pittsburgh, but got the Jets after that and then Cleveland. Um, so uh, I would roll him out there before he plays New England. The the biggest thing is that he's got he's got volume on his side, and you know the same you know the same with Devontae Freeman, you know not the same offense or you know similar you know strength or at the quarterback position, but you know if he's gonna get this volume, and we know Joe Mixon being involved in the pass game as well, I mean he only had one reception in this game, but uh, you know that's gonna be that's useful, especially you know, down the stretch, especially at this point in time, you know, maybe Joe, maybe you were in a league, Joe Mixon owner was frustrated and he dropped him mm-hmm. you know, or, or he or she dropped him. So they, now you could, you could make an, an opportunity to go pick him up. Um, Tariq Cohen having this, you know, this kind of output is interesting to me too. Um, you know, cause he was involved from the outset of the game. He started this game and he was involved nine carries for 39 yards, uh, five receptions for 35 yards. So he, you know, he did have a receiving touchdown. So he was definitely involved in this game. So uh, is he somebody that you want to look to, to potentially add if he was made available in your league? I think he definitely has um, solid flex value for a, a PPR league, especially a full point PPR league. Um, and you know, particularly, I think a safe flex you want to have out there. Uh, he's the, he's there for you because you know Mr. Brissy's going to be in trouble. He he's a good guy to dump off passes to. Um, and he has some touchdown upside as well when they get into the red zone, especially off like route running and stuff. Yeah, especially uh, you know I've said it before. If Chase Daniel comes in the game, I think I like Tariq Cohen a little bit more. Um, you know, he he seems to get the backs involved as well too. So like that. Um, you know, Darius Geis. I think that he he's somebody that's interesting. Uh, you know, because they've got a good matchup next week against. You know the the Washington Redskins have a good matchup next week against the Detroit Lions, so that's interesting. Um, and then Kenyon Drake, you know, sixteen carries, uh, six receptions, and obviously, if you know you had any, uh, you know, Arizona stock, you you probably know what that meant for the other backs involved. So, <laughs> you know, obviously, we get to that in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else here that stuck out to you, Greg? Uh, no, not too much. I think yeah, running backs. Hold down by CMC, led the way. Yeah, man. Um, but leading the way at the wide receiver position, man, that would be, you know, his quarterback finishes as the QB one, so he's got to finish as the wide receiver one. That would be John Smoke Brown, man. Nine catches, 137 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 30.2 fan duel points and a half point PPR. Greg, what are we make of this one, man? Yeah, man, this is an excellent performance by John Brown. He's been pretty good for you all year, like a, a top wide receiver two with some Wide receiver one upside. Uh, this has been uh, great for him. Uh, you know, he's been a talented receiver going forward. Uh, before now, he's got Josh uh, Josh Allen, who's clearly making him the number one receiver. Um, I ex- you know expect him to start him going forward. No changes. Yeah, John Brown's been consistent yeah. all year. Like you said, solid wide receiver two, and he brings that upside like we see here. You know, uh, very similar to. Deshaun Jackson, but sim- but way more consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, Deshaun Jackson used to have like, you know, games of like one catch for thirty yards. But um, John Brown, he's the, he's the wide receiver, uh, fourteen in terms of fantasy points per game. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he's 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 really he's been really solid all year. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I think you continue to roll him out there. I mean, like. Like we said, you know, Josh Allen has a tough schedule going forward, so that means John Brown has a tough schedule going forward as well. So, you know, be mindful of that, but I don't see any reason to bench him because I think where owners have him, you know, he's probably he, – he's been performing as a wide receiver too, but he's probably in someone's flex spot right now or the wide receiver three yeah, spot. Yeah, yep. So, um, you know, he he's somebody that I, I'd, I'd continue to roll out there. Um, all right, let's move forward, man. Uh the wide receiver two on a week, man. DJ Shark, eight catches, 104 receiving yards, two touchdowns. He, I believe he had, I heard if I believe this right, 15 targets. Um, tw- that was good for 26.4 FanDuel points. Greg, what do you make of this one, man? Yeah, man. He picked it up way left off with Nick Foles. Got the two touchdowns. He's now has got three touchdowns in two games with this man. Um, so, yeah, you got the 15 targets. You're right on that. Um Expect this going forward. He's he's the top wide receiver on his team. He 
He's one of the top. He's a wide receiver, one in fantasy. Um, this is this man has been probably the the waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, so yeah, I would I say DJ Shark, keep rolling him out there. Yeah, man, DJ Shark is probably is the wide receiver, uh, the waiver wire pickup of the year, man. He's he because he was so cheap and you know he's top five receiver I believe coming into this week, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's definitely gonna soar higher than that now. But like you said. Three touchdowns in two games with Nick Foles. 100% of Nick Foles' touchdown passes in 2019 have gone <laughs> to DJ Sharp. Yep. That's a fact. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I love it, man. It's awesome. You know, I, I felt bad, like I told you about the, uh, you know, I was telling, I was recommending people not to play Odell Beckham. Um, I, I did say in that same sentence that I would rather play DJ Shark than Odell Beckham, and I'm glad that this came to fruition. So, uh, DJ Shark, continue to roll him out there yeah. as a wide receiver. Talk about that schedule. You know, like, he's got Tampa Bay coming up, then the Chargers, oof, then o- Oakland in week uh-huh. 15, and then Atlanta in week seven, oh, 16. Man. Come on, man. Oh, Come on, man. Yeah, that's, those are great. Those yeah. are great matchups, man. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's, that's music to my ears. Going forward, man, speaking of Atlanta, we've got Calvin Ridley coming in as the wide receiver. Three, eight catches, 143 receiving yards, and... One receiving touchdown. That was good for 24.3 FanDuel points. Greg, what did we make of this performance? Yeah, this is, we were talking about how we wanted to see something like this. Now with Mohamed Sanu gone, he got eight targets, got eight receptions on those eight targets, 100% catch rate. I love that too as well. Um, yeah, this is something we want to see. This is something uh, we should expect going forward um, now that Mohamed Sanu is gone, uh, that we're saying he should get um, you know all the number two attention after Hulo Jones. Yeah, man, Calvin really definitely came through in this one. Uh, you know, fantasy owners were starting to sour on him, me included, but he came through in this matchup, and this was this was definitely great to see. You know, you know, sometimes I forget, um, and maybe you know other fantasy owners forget too. But Calvin really is a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is a talented player. Um, when he was coming out, he was getting comparisons to uh, Antonio Brown, to Marvin Harrison. Um, you know, two talented football players, and, and you know he's he's a he's a, a he was coming out as a as a pro uh, as a as a someone who works at his craft as a great route runner. So, you know, I don't see any reason why Calvin really can't put up these kinds of games week in and week out. Yeah, absolutely. I just needed to see it more consistently, to be honest, and that's it. Yeah. Um, all right, rounding out the, the wide receivers, man. Michael Thomas coming in at the wide receiver four. Stephon Diggs, the wide receiver five. Randall Cobb is the wide receiver six. Michael Gallup is the wide receiver seven. Marvin Jones is the wide receiver eight. Devo Samuel is the wide receiver nine. Jakeem Grant as the wide receiver ten. That's only if you if you have a return yardage league though. So, um, you know, we'll we'll put him here as a as a honorable mention, mm-hmm. but Devonte Parker also is a wide receiver 10. Well, actually if you, so if you take the, which you came granted, obviously if you take the return touchdown out, he did also have a rushing touchdown. So he had 11.4 points in a half point PPR. So it's still decent performance by him, but Devonte Parker, uh, 17 points. That was good for the wide receiver 10 Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver 11, Jamison Crowder is the wide receiver 12. Uh, so Greg, which of these performances stuck out to you? Um, you know, can't guard Mike. Always in there. That man's amazing. He's dominant. Uh, Debo Samuel, your guy. Uh, you've been, you know, riding him throughout the week. He came through, uh, giving the wide receiver one performance. Uh, and then lastly, you know, Devontae Parker. Uh, I've been trying to say, you know, say that, you know, he's, this man has been dogging. He's the only constant in this offense. And this man's playoff schedule is elite. Uh, you go, go get this man now. He, he, he's can, he can carry you to a, a league championship. Yeah, this was a tough matchup, and they only get better from here. So, yeah, man. You know, he had seven catches. I think if I saw this right, he had uh, like 12 targets. Yeah, yeah 10 targets. Right? 10 targets. Yep. Um, so he's clearly the, the, the number one uh, target in this offense. And the schedule, like we said, the schedule only gets better from here. But Cortland Sutton, he's an absolute dog, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I tried to watch. I watched the first half of this game, um, and – Cortland Sutton, you know, they the the Denver Broncos have made it clear he's their best player. Yeah. Um they easily. try to do everything through him. He had a thirty eight yard pass in this game. Um he had a catch and double coverage between um Xavier Rhodes, who's washed by the way, and Harrison <laughs> Smith. Um 
No, I'm, that's not even a joke. Xavier Rhodes is washed, completely washed. Um, Cortland Sutton had a crazy catch in double coverage. You know, he, yeah, he's he's just a, he's an absolute freak. They had on fourth down, they were going for it on fourth and one. Who do they give it to? They give it to Cortland Sutton on an end around and tell him to go get that yard, and he did. So like, damn. Um, you know, it's clear, it's clear what it's clear what they want to do week in and week out. Yeah. Um, Jamison Crowder three touchdowns in three weeks. Um, you know, he's. Continuing to show out as Sam Donald's number one target yep. here and just consistently doing it. I mean, and the target volume isn't even all that. I mean, you know, he's still, you know, 17, 18% target share, but Jamison Crowder is making plays down the field, five catches for 76 yards and a touchdown here. So, um, you know, continue to roll him out there. And then DJ Moore, 15 targets for eight catches and 95 yards. This dude is a target hog every week. Yeah, he is uh, definitely uh, too bad Kyle and then play very well in the game. But, yeah, he's he's getting that target number as well. Yeah, we'll talk about Kyle Allen in a hot minute. Um, but Julian Edelman, man, got it done with the, the touchdown pass. Uh-huh. He was your wide receiver start of the week. Just right outside the, the wide receiver, wide receiver uh, the top 12 wide receivers. But we'll still take it, man. But the touchdown pass, you you definitely had that part of your projections, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, the second-best quarterback on the team. Um, so, <laughs> and sometimes it might be looking like the first way Tom Brady's playing right now, but you know, he's, he's doing what Oof. he has to do. Hot take. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Muhammad Sunu might argue that he's somewhere in the midst of oh, that's right, that you're discussion right. yep. too. So, <laughs> Hey man, they did have Brissett right, and Jimmy G on the roster at one point, so they could produce a lot. Oof. That's, that's also true, man. They're just churning them out. <laughs> All right, man, let's get to that tight end position. And tight end one on the week, man. That was Ryan Griffin. Guys, we've been saying it. Go get this man. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been all been sitting on Chris Herndon, but we got to go get Ryan Griffin. Five catches for 109 yards and one receiving touchdown. That was good for 19.4 FanDuel points. Um, Greg, what did you make of this performance? Uh, yeah, man. This is um, one of Sam Donald's favorite targets. Uh, other than James Crowder, you know, he, he, he likes to use the tight end. This is why we projected Chris Herndon to be there. But now that you know Ryan Ryan Griffin's there, you 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 gotta expect him to put in some you know some low end tight end one numbers, and you see the upside that he has here to get into the end zone. So uh, yeah, definitely keep rolling him out there. Yeah, Sam Darnold definitely likes to target the middle of the field frequently, and so Jamison Crowder, Ryan Griffin, those guys are gonna continue to be key cogs down the down the stretch. And he's got a good matchup, a great matchup against Oakland this week. Mm-hmm. So definitely have to exploit that. And then tight end two on a week, and he's not done, so he could still still finish as the tight end. Yeah, one. just scored a touchdown. Um, yeah, that would be Travis Kelsey. He's got five catches for eighty yards and one receiving touchdown. So, Greg, what do you make of this one? Yeah, man, when Pat Mahomes is on the field, this man can become the tight end one that you need every week, finishing like the, amongst the top three and giving you those wide receiver numbers, what you drafted him as to to be. So, uh, this is Travis Kelsey for sure. Yeah, man, Travis Kelsey, absolutely balling, man. Um, it's just a shame because, as as we know, because you know, you guys are probably going to hear this tomorrow morning or some point. You know, you probably already know this, but Tyreek Hill, he left this game early with a hamstring injury. So, you know, we have to see how long he might be out for. Um, but you know, Travis Kelsey getting it done again. But we have to see how the absence of Tyreek Hill might affect. You know this this Chiefs offense going forward because we did see it negatively impact, you know the offense before. So we'll definitely have to monitor that. Mm-hmm. But you know maybe Miko Hardman is you know good enough now to continue to take on that role moving forward. The tight end three on the week: Mark Andrews, four catches, seventy-five yards, one receiving touchdown. That was good for fifteen point five FanDuel points. Greg, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, yo, Mark Andrews again now back to back weeks where he's putting up uh, top tight end performance. So it's good to have him back on the fantasy radar, um, you know, as, you know, projected to be uh, one of our top sleepers at the tight end position. So, yeah, uh, this is good to him. He's getting the rhythm now. Um, seems like, you know, with Marquise Hollywood-Brown not being as involved, you know, Mark Andrews is one of the – basically the top pass catcher on this team. So that's good to see. Yeah, the thing with him that's – um, with Mark Andrews being is that, you know, I, I'm saying this – Earlier, you know, on the on the Saturday show, is that when the when the Baltimore Ravens find themselves in spots where they're going to have to score, 
Mark Andrews is going to be involved. Um, you know, when they're trying to put up points, Mark Andrews is going to be that number one target, like you were saying. Hollywood Brown is not healthy right now. Um, you know, we see that by the snap distribution. And it just seems like, you know, they're trying, obviously they, they probably want to do the smart thing and save them. But while that continues to happen, you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens continue have to continue to score points and they're going to have to continue to throw the ball down the field. So Mark Andrews will be continue to be that number one target. Um, you just have to hope that they find them. They don't find themselves in in negative game script or favorable or I guess favorable game script for them, uh, but where they're you know throw, they're not throwing the ball as much and the three tight ends are on the field um, to block you know just just for the run game. So that's just one thing to note. But um, yeah, definitely have to continue to, to start them. Yeah, for sure. And then. Rounding out the top 12 tight ends, man. We got my tight end stream of the week, Ross Dwelly, 15.4 FanDuel points. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, the dude you've been you've been mm-hmm. pounding the table for. Coming in as the tight end five. Yep, got in the end zone again, five for, 60, five for 67 yards. Zach Ertz coming in at the tight end six. Cameron Braid is the tight end seven. Dallas Goddard is the tight end eight. Jared Cook, your tight end star of the week, is the tight end nine. Dawson Knox is the tight end 11, and Darren Waller coming in as the tight end 12. So, Greg, what performances here positively stuck out to you? Uh, you know, it's good. Something we, we thought would happen uh, with the Eagles being banged up, both Ertz and Goddard being involved. Um, so, they they definitely ran a lot of two tight end sets, probably most likely. Uh, got it to both guys, so that was good to see. Um, and, yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey, I think he's probably going to finish tight end one. Yeah, he'll probably finish tight end one. Um. And then, yeah, so, I mean, for me, Ross Dwelly, obviously he was my tight end stream of the week, but got it done with two receiving touchdowns. Luckily he got those because otherwise he would have had the uh, Kyle Rudolph stat line for mm-hmm. 14. <laughs> um, but speaking of Kyle Rudolph, you know, he five catches, 67 yards. He did what – he has the Irv Smith stat line with the touchdown. Yep, that is. <laughs> this is what Irv got Smith both today. You know, is that – Irv Smith Jr. actually had the trap, the Kyle Rudolph stat line: three catches, twenty yards, and a receiving touchdown. <laughs> so he actually finishes the as the tight end thirteen on the week. Um, but you know, Darren Waller five for seventy eight. Finally, good to see him be uh have a have a good week. But then Cameron Brait ten for seventy three. You saw that one coming, right, Greg? Oh yeah, of course. You know, um, OJ Howard one week and then switch it up with Cameron Brait the other week, of course. <laughs> All right, man. So, you know, we we just ran through the studs, but we got to get to those Jags, man. So, go ahead, man. Just free reign. Go wherever you got to go. Man. Oh, word. Just, uh, who failed you this week, bro? Just, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's not often you see. Well, Tom Brady just been playing like uh, just pretty average last couple of weeks, you know, just in general this fantasy season. Um, so, uh, he's definitely been a jack, a jack for me this week. But, uh, you know, going 20. Yeah, I mean, he had eight point. 8.54 yeah. FanDuel points and a half point PPR. That's not what you were hoping for against this, this bus, as you would say, Basura, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Philadelphia I know. defense. I know. It's crazy. They yeah, played their so. heart out, uh, banged up and everything. Um, Deshaun definitely wasn't. Oh, man. Yeah, Deshaun wasn't. Uh, he didn't come through in this uh, MVP matchup uh, against Lamar. Um, I still love him. He's going to bounce back from this. We know this is going to happen. But uh, it was just a tough matchup for him. Uh, he's, I think he's got to start to you know lose his, use his legs a little bit more as a to get up the field and rather than just scrambling to throw down the pass. Yeah, so I mean, just to give Deshaun Watson owners some you know a little bit of a some some a little bit to, something to to ease these this pain and this concern that you have that you may have about Deshaun Watson, and this is coming from a Deshaun Watson owner dynasty owner as well. So I felt the pain, um, but Deshaun Watson. And the games where he's finished outside of the top 12, right? So, you know, week week two finishes as QB 22. The next week he finishes as a QB 5. Week four finishes as the QB 22. The next week he finishes as the QB 1. Week seven he finishes as the QB 16. The following week he finishes as the QB 2. So if that trend continues, we've got to imagine that after this one we should have a bounce back game this Thursday against the Indianapolis Colts. So maybe that'll ease some of your concerns there, but you definitely didn't, didn't want this one, especially in this game where, uh, you know, we were anticipating a lot of points. Mm-hmm. 
Another game we're anticipating a lot of points, that would be the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. And my quarterback stream row, of the man. week. Oh, man, two weeks in a row. I mean, at least the week before, you got double-digit points. So oh, I didn't obviously feel my Atlanta's, bad. Atlanta's defense is coming through two oh, weeks in a row Oh, Atlanta's now. defense, yeah. This is two weeks in a row. This one we might actually have to think is real because uh, they did it to Drew Brees, and then uh, then they did it to Kyle Allen, which, you know, it's Kyle Allen, but whatever. He had 50 pass attempts, but he only could muster up 9.7 FanDuel points. So, Greg, what do we say about this, man? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. You know, I, I think we have to – I think it says more about Atlanta's defense, uh, if anything, um, now that they did this. Uh, two weeks in a row, heavily uh, like not underdogs in this game, and just destroying that spread. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting going forward. Um, Kyle, Kyle Allen, he's gonna be, I guess he's gonna be the starter because you know Cam is, um, you know, been put on IR. It's rumored to put on IR, so um, it's gonna be this guy for going forward. I don't think he'll be all right. Um, I don't think you know any need to like super panic on him, but. Maybe you want to look at some other quarterbacks with some better schedules, maybe. Yeah, another quarterback with a, we got to look at with better schedule uh, instead as opposed to this guy is Jared Goff, man. We told you guys not to play him. I hope you didn't. Um, but 11 of 18, 173. 18 pass attempts. That's crazy. 173 yards, one interception. Um, you know, let's not play, especially not next week against Baltimore. Let's not play Jared yeah, Goff. Nah. Um, any okay, man. The running back position. I know there's a jag that just pains your heart, but you know, I think you're in a dark place right now. So I don't think you really care. Um, Tevin Coleman probably standing out to me. Oh, uh, uh, I thought I thought we was going right to DJ, man. Oh man, I mean, he's dead to us, man. We we got we got rid of him last <laughs> week. We got rid of him last week. You're not. You know, we didn't want to check him in, in the grave. He's already there. Uh, he he came through again. Getting you in hot. What is it? Zero zero point zero one now, a zero point zero. Oh, he got he got you a zero. That's an improvement from last. That week. That is an improvement from last week. You are you are right. That is an improvement <laughs> from last week. It's it's crazy. He, he really has fell from the the mount. Hopefully, did you, and none of you guys started him. Because if you did, you probably uh, lost your playoff or hopes. Yeah, very very disappointed. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on, but. Yeah, that was. So, would you advise they got you know the bye week coming up? Like, are you? Is he a snip snip? Uh, um, yeah. What? Unless, yeah, unless you. Know, Johnson's a snip. Unless snip? you got Kenyon Drake, I mean, unless you, unless you got oh, Kenyon Drake, man. then I don't know. I don't see what's the but, reason of keeping him. He, he's not getting the snaps. He's not getting the carries. Um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, a bye week too. Did you see what he? Did you hear what he tweeted? Nah, I didn't see that after the game. Tweeted, whoop. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh, yeah, was, oh, that was man. tough. Brian Hill, uh, everyone's been talking him up this week. He's supposed to be like the guy oh, could have put in uh-huh. a solid matchup. And he t- <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing happened. You know, he, he was happy his team won. Said he didn't care about the fantasy on this. Oh, yeah. His team won, though, That's which is no. good on him. But uh, can't be mad about you him. can't be that. mad about him. Nah, but uh, yeah, this is uh, something everyone was but you expecting. Know what? The peripherals with Brian Hill still looked really good. I mean, if you look, I mean, if you if I told you, hey, Brian Hill is going to get 15, 15 carries and three receptions against the Carolina defense, which is terrible against the running backs, you would have been like, great. Yeah, you got 18 Sign touches. Yeah. 18 total touches. I'll start them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, fantasy football is a cruel sport. Um, it's a f- cruel game. And Andre Allison got a, a goal line carry. And uh, Brian Hill had one called back, so. Yep, that is the uh, sometimes the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, what what other running backs stuck? Any any other running backs? And uh, I mean, I guess we'll call Damian Williams a jack, but he got injured. Yeah, he got is hurt. Um, not yeah, that was really it for me. Um, oh wait, 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 James White, man. Oh, James White didn't get. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get what he, he needed. He didn't meet the. He didn't meet the light. He didn't meet the James White line. He didn't meet the James White line. This is first. Uh, this is first game actually. Under it, the first game uh, yeah. under under nine. I, I don't know if he can say you know. I, I don't know if he. Uh, this is hard to call. You know, James White. Yeah, he's I mean, been doing is, it all year. He, you know, this is the standard he set for himself. Yeah, it has. It has. That's that's true. So he's got to be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James White, seven point six. That's not good enough. We need at least nine points. James yeah, White. need at least nine points. <laughs> um. All right, man. What wide receivers did it to you this week, man? Um. This week. I gotta look at Dallas Cowboy Mark Cooper. 
this was the game. Oof. You know, uh, Michael Gallup, you know, respect to one of these guys, or both of these guys to have an excellent game. Um, Dak threw for 444 yards, so it's surprising to see uh, do not go to Mark Cooper. Um, but, yeah, he only got three for 38. Um, you know, he'll be fine going down the stretch, but this for this game in an excellent matchup, he didn't really come through for you. Uh, so, yeah, um, looking mostly to him as a top guy that didn't really come through. And uh, Kenny Galladay as well. Yeah, so I'm actually pulling up something on Amari Cooper right now. Um, I just want to get the exact numbers for you. But this is a thing, apparently, with Amari Cooper. Um, his his home road splits aren't very good. I mean, other than the giant game on the road, he's been average on the road. So, yeah. Oh, it's not going to give me his per game. But, I'll, like, so yeah. at home, Amari Cooper has 39 catches. For 673 rush, 73 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns on the road this and that's in five games on the road this year in five games he's got 17 catches for 213 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, I'm looking at his uh just the the fantasy numbers. Yeah, he hasn't been doing as well. He's more like a, a you know wide receiver two, wide receiver three on the road, except that Giants game. Um, but that's against just a weak secondary in general. Um, so yeah, he's got. At New England this week, which is not tougher. It's tough for any uh, Cowboys, so it'd be um, pretty hard to see him doing that. And after that, it's a home to home of Buffalo. Yeah, and those two games are outdoor, or well, the New England games outdoors. But um, you know, I thought at least that in in a, in a dome that he would be okay, but apparently not. Yeah, like I guess so. So some other Jag performances: uh, Christian Kirk falling back to earth. Uh, six catches, 41 yards. That was only good for 7.2 FanDuel points. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, two weeks in a row, man. He got, you know, three catches, 53 yards, just short, just shy of a uh, a 50-yard touchdown, like like half an inch shy of a 50-yard touchdown. Yeah, him and but, Josh um, Reynolds missed a, a touchdown by just a penalty or yeah. A, uh, yeah, something coming back. Yeah, and then um, I think, yeah, I think that would be it in terms of the wide receiver position. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, but he had he re-aggravated the rib injury, so that's obviously, you know, bad news for him, good news for Debo Samuel. Um, the Oh, the, the the Bucks receivers. I mean, Chris Godwin did have a touchdown, 12.2, so he'd be Yeah, no, nah, yeah, the Buc- you know, Chris Godwin got an end zone, you know. Mike Evans, 8.9, uh, four catches for 69 yards. But that was mainly because Cameron Brait had 14 targets in this game, um, you know that was more than both Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin, so uh, that probably had a lot to do with it. And the the, the reason why Kevin Brait was involved to get 14 targets in this game was because OJ Howard, who people, I mean we we were we were saying guys don't play him after this week, but people played him, and uh, he dropped he had a terrible drop that led to an interception. And led to him getting benched for Cameron Brake. And then Cameron Brake got 14 targets, which he hadn't done that all year. But, of course, he's going to get 14 targets. So, what do we make of O.J. Howard this week, man? Oh, yeah. He was he was dead to us years ago. The only reason, uh, fantasy years ago, it seems like the only reason uh, we recommend him is because the Cardinals is the one exception. They're <laughs> the uh, tight end uh, gold for a, a matchup. So, that was the reason why you got to play these matchups out there. Uh, the Saints, you, you know they're going to bounce back after last week getting embarrassed by the Falcons. Uh, they they showed up on both sides of the floor this this time. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, in terms of other tight ends, I don't really have any other ones that stick out. Uh, yeah, the, the tight end uh, position is so, like, volatile, too. Yeah. Um, but one positive I did want to point out, um, I didn't, I, I failed to mention it before, but when I did watch this Vikings game, uh, Vikings-Broncos game, no Fant is somebody that sticks out to me. Uh, he had four catches for 60 yards, um, but he, he did have 11 targets. Um, that's a high number. So he is the clear number two target behind um, behind Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. and that was clear when Emmanuel Sanders was traded to the 49ers. So no offense, somebody I think that, you know, if you're in tight end uh, HE double hockey sticks and maybe you go pick up Noah Fant uh, as, a, as a potential filling for the for the for the for the home stretch yeah for sure absolutely um all right man so you know now we're done with the jag performances let's get to those waiver wires yep, yep. So, um just want to update keenan allen 
my wide receiver star of the week creeping up into the top 12. So it's right on the border of it. Six for 60 and a touchdown. I'll take it. All right. So, Greg, what do we have at quarterback this week? Nah, just, you know, just a couple quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, get him. We've been mentioning him the last couple of weeks as a popular streamer. He's going to be popular. No, you've been mentioning him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take credit. The best Sam Darnold, man, you know, I think he's, for the rest of the year, popular stream guy that you can have, especially if you're a Matt Stafford owner or someone out there. And there's a couple quarterbacks on the bottom next week, like Kyler Murray, um, Baker Mayfield, playing the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you, you talk about it. Yeah, he's going to be there. And Jeff Driscoll, yo, uh, he's still doing, he's doing his thing. It's crazy, holding it down. He's got a matchup against Washington, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, I like all of those a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. So we talked about Jonathan Williams. Is he the top ad this week? Yeah, I, I think so. Jonathan Williams, you know, Marlon Mack um, fractured his hand, um, which is you know definitely tough. Uh, you never want to see yeah, that. He had surgery today. Yeah, and then after that, Jonathan Williams came right in, swooped in, got 13 carries, got one target, especially in, in the you know run reception as well. So 14 touches, got 116 yards rushing. So uh, I would definitely you know expect him a Colts that a team that are committed to the running the football uh, will be a, a guy that you you want at least to get a majority of the carries um, sharing with. And Naheem Hines would be still that uh, passing down. Uh, Back that you need. Well, they play Houston next week, so definitely you know a decent matchup uh, the following week, and then Tennessee after. So I would uh, expect him. He's only rostered in five percent of leagues, so go get him. Yeah, I mean the the story there is going to be volume, and then you know especially you've got an offense where they they like you said they run the ball. That's what they want to do. Um, so you know their offensive line is good enough to be able to create create holes for whoever is running back mm-hmm. there. I mean, they had an offensive line running, offensive lineman running a touchdown in. It doesn't really matter who's back there. So uh, Jonathan Williams, I think you could, you know, start him up with confidence, especially this this Thursday against Houston. Um, that's going to be huge for owners again to be able to pick him up and plug him in your lineups. That's going to be huge. Um, if you're the Marlon Mack owner, definitely go get him because, you know, we don't know how Mar- how long Marlon Mack will be out. They did say several weeks. That was kind of vague though. Another guy that I I really he I, you know he intrigues me and, and you know I feel shame on me from the you know the good of my fantasy teams. I Bo Scarborough, uh, Detroit Lions running back Bo Scarborough, mm-hmm. um, you know formerly of Alabama, had fourteen carries, fifty five yards, and a rushing touchdown. Um, so he got the bulk of these carries, and I was aware that he was added to the practice squad on uh, added from the practice squad on Saturday. It was like Saturday during the day, Saturday night, and I thought that was interesting because they did waive Paul Perkins, and then they made this transaction. And if and obviously Ty Johnson, they haven't committed to him as an every down back. J D McKissick, we know, is just the receiver out of the backfield. So this was, you know, I had an inkling that this could happen. I didn't make a move on it because I didn't, you know, think that I didn't I didn't want to cut anybody from my roster for Bo Scarborough. <laughs> but then I see him score the first touchdown of week 11, and I was upset. So Bo Scarborough, I would add him. He probably flew underneath the radar, and he's got a good matchup this week against Washington um, who gives up, you know, who just gives up to running back. So I, I would add him as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely the only other running back I would mention uh, is probably Darius Geis. Um you know, another yeah. you know another good week for him. I mean, well, good week for him coming off you know the injury, finally doing what he has to do. Uh, got you the two targets and got the receptions, um, got the touchdown in the reception game. So he's involved in both carries and and passing down. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had, he did have a tough matchup. Him and Adrian Peterson, neither one of them got much going against uh, this Jets defense. But he's got a good matchup coming up against Detroit. They both have good matchups coming up against Detroit. It's got really good matchups going forward, yeah. Yeah, the carry split was intriguing too because AP got uh, AP got nine carries, Darius Geis got seven. So, uh, but you know, like you like you were saying, he got the two targets in this one. So Darius Geis does have you know a little bit of a safer floor in in terms of that of that uh, aspect, but. You know, obviously they the Redskins probably have health concerns in terms of Darius Geis because this is somebody who, you know, you know for whatever reason can't stay healthy with the knee injury. Um, so maybe they're reluctant to to hand him a full workload. But you know, I'd I'd consider flexing him. Uh, you know, considering the 
you know the matchups like like we said. But uh, anybody else? What about Shady McCoy, man? Should we pick him up because he's he's doing a little bit of work right now? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I remember you know seeing that the the healthy scratch was just a low management issue. Uh, he's gonna be all right. Um, it's not like you know they don't like him or anything. So I would definitely, if he's available, um, go get him. I don't know if many people did drop him though, uh, just because it's the Chiefs running back. So, but uh, yeah, go go get oh, him. He was there. he was he was dropped for sure. Yeah. Um, he he was only fifty five percent owned in leagues. He you know so it's you know less almost I mean a little bit more than half leagues that he's owned in. But I know in some of my in my in my money league he was dropped. Um, I know in 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 one of our one of our other leagues he was dropped as well and then added Im- almost immediately by another owner. So um, he he was made available. Um, they've got the buy this week, so he can't help you next week. But Damian Williams did seem to have a a rib injury in this one. So um, it, you know maybe if you were lucky, you were able to scoop him up before Monday night. Um, but this is it's definitely something to watch going forward. You know this backfield is so tricky, but um, he's he's like you say, like we say, he's a chief. He's in the backfield. He's a pulse, so he's fancy viable. Yep. Um. All right. Anybody else from the from the running back position that stood out this weekend? Or uh, not not really. From the other than that, yeah. If uh, maybe Darrell Williams as well, just because Shady's um, if Damian Williams gonna be out, Darrell Williams also scored a touchdown today too, so um, maybe he could be there. Yeah, Darrell Williams as well. I would I would add him um to kind of see yeah, to kind of wait and see how this back this backfield distributes itself. Um, you know, moving to forward to the wide receiver position, like we talked about, Tyreek Hill had an injury. So Miko Harbin, someone who's immediately pops on the radar for me. Um, obviously the other receivers then become somewhat viable too as well. Um, but you know, Darius Slayton, he's coming back this week. Uh, you know, he He's somebody that obviously had a big week uh, week ten, obviously, but uh, you know was on by. He's still available. Um, is he somebody that we want to add this week with a matchup coming up against Chicago? Uh, yeah, Darius Lane's there. Uh, you know, it might be a slightly tough matchup um, against these Bears, uh, especially they're in Chicago too. Um, so I'm. Not sure if I would have the. I would definitely add him because you know he's got Green Bay and then Philly after that. But uh, I would probably not want to start him. Maybe be. Uh, but he he seems like he's especially with starting to Shepard's finally practicing again. Um, you know maybe he might come back. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Also, Evan Ingram is out his walking boot as well. So maybe he might be ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um. So I be yeah. I think Evan Ingram. Well, I thought Evan Ingram didn't practice today. Uh, I know he's. I was walking, but I don't know if he practiced necessarily. Okay, yeah, because I know. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I thought that he didn't practice today. So I thought that was interesting because then that, I obviously Darius Slayton. Tony Shepard is practicing though. Available to him. Yeah, so then that'd be less snaps for Darius Slayton. But you know, somebody who's going to get more snaps potentially going forward, and I think he's earned him is is Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's definitely the one wide receiver for waiver. I think. Yeah, I think I would. I would go to him first. I didn't. I didn't think to to mention him here because I I already own him in, in most of my <laughs> leagues already. <laughs> but um no, nah, but he's you know back to back double digit target games. He's got back to back games of eight plus of eight receptions, and he's got back to back games of a hundred plus yards. And like we were talking about the schedule, you know the Jimmy G is going to have to throw, and and if if Emmanuel Sanders is banged up with these with this rib injury that he he again he aggravated it on Sunday, uh, then this is. You know, this is gonna be Jimmy G's number one receiver, um, and, and you know George Kittle's also out. So, um, yeah, man. So he's like you. I guess you said it. He's their number one ad at the receiver position. Yeah, he's definitely my number one ad. Um, after that, probably Devontae Parker. This man's been a been a machine. Yeah, if he's uh, available, people been you still, have to. yeah, people have been sleeping on him, man, all year. Just because I think you know he's been letting owners down uh, since he's gotten the league. But yeah, he's only owning fifty nine percent of leagues. Um, yeah, he's he's the number one receiver. He's got one of the best playoff schedules for a wide receiver going forward. So yeah, definitely add him. And then other than that, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb has been actually eating uh, the last couple yeah, weeks. Very consistent, especially in PPR leagues. Another week where he got at least six receptions. Uh, so he's he got seven targets again. Sorry, seven targets. So he's got at least seven targets in about four straight games now. 
Um, so, yeah, definitely a guy, you know, he's going to do well. Dallas has New England next week, but uh, just to have him, um, especially if, you know, Amari Cooper's going to struggle a little bit. Randall Cobb might be a little safer in some, some games. Well, we know how how the New England does, right? They're going to take away what you like your best player. And I think uh, Tony Romo said it on the broadcast, right? Like, you're, you're someone who's not your best player has to beat you. Right. Has to beat New England. And, and I think that player is probably Randall Cobb yeah. and Michael Gallup, right? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know. I would I I I would be intrigued by Randall Cobb this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what about the tight end position? Uh, yeah, the tight ends. Um, like you said, your boy Ryan Griffin. I think he's got to be uh, the top guy um, at the tight end. That if you need help there, he's only on rostered in three percent of leagues. Um, not again. He's been productive for Sam Donald. Um, you know, this is three out of four weeks now where he's produced for you. Um, so I think you you got to uh, see respect him. Um, and if he's going to be there uh, as a, you know, maybe a low-end tight end one for you, uh, especially if you're injured. I think Kyle Rudolph as well, um, just just because of the touchdown upside. He's been getting the end zone at an insane rate. Um, may, the, the regression is going to come. I feel like, um, you know, it might be one of these games where he gets the uh, not a very good stat line with, without the touchdown. But this game he got the 5-67, so that's definitely a good sign for him. Um, so, those two guys I would look to. Um, and then you mentioned it, Noah Font, um, yeah, being involved more. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would keep an eye on him. And Jacob Hollister as well. Don't forget about him. He was on the bye this week. Uh, Will, Will Ooh, Disley. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, he, he's been getting in the end zone just like Will Disley has been uh, when he was in that offense. So I would, I would keep an eye on, on Jacob Hollister as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. I really, yeah, the Kyle Rudolph one is great. But they, they're on a bye this week. But he comes back to a, a cake matchup in week 13 against Seattle. Um, you know, so and Jacob Hollister of Seattle has a good, pretty good matchup this week against Philadelphia. So, I mean, I mean, when you when you play with Russell, Russ, wow, when you play with Russell Wilson, every matchup is a good matchup. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, he's somebody that I like as well. Um. Yeah. I mean, is that is that it? Is that it at the tight end position? Yeah, that's or, about it. That's you know, the, the four guys I was looking at my own. Um. Just I mean, we were on we were on the tight ends. We you know failed to mention it during the Jags, but Gerald Everett. Um. He didn't really play much yesterday, and he only had that one catch for 20 yards. They brought him in, seems like, late. I think he, he was on the injury report uh, initially with a wrist, and then I saw something about a shoulder. Um, so it does seem like he's not healthy. Um, so that's definitely something to watch going forward. Yeah, definitely for our Siemens B team. have to make some moves there. Yeah, man, we're definitely going to have to make some moves there. Um, team is undefeated still, still undefeated. for now, Woo. for the time being. Uh, Mariah is very close to taking us down, though. So I think I think we're good. Uh, the Chargers out. are putting up points. So. Oh yes, this is true. Chiefs defense. All right. Well, hopefully they don't they don't get a last minute cover like the Niners did yesterday. <laughs> that was it. Ten points. I thought it was ten and a half. Yeah, it was, that was wild. It was Fanduel Sportsbook had it at ten and a half, but some places did have it at ten, and some people did. I mean, it's, I think the line started at like nine and a half, and it it. it Stretched to like ten and a half. Yeah, that was that was started, a yeah tough game to call. So I mean, it was wild. You knew the Cardinals were gonna play him well, but they just got that last minute. I'm like, oh my gosh, ten points really? That's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. But um, you know, any any games stuck out to you this week? Uh, any any other performances other than I guess the ones that we already mentioned? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, um, gonna finish what we'll finish up with this Chiefs game. Uh, hopefully, Patty could uh get this win um so you know it could line up for maybe you know chargers i mean sorry chiefs and shout out to the to, to the oakland raiders man the oakland raiders playing well john gruden gotta be in recommendation for coach of the year because what he's doing with this team after all the, the turmoil and the storm uh he's been holding it down Whew. nah man it's great man week 12 is coming i'm getting goosebumps because that means week 13's around and that's the deciding week man Playoff time uh, week 13 week 13 is basically playoffs yeah, in some leagues you know you you gotta you know some weeks you know you gotta win to get in uh so you know i know my money league it's it's real tight i know when it's in the league of extraordinary people it's extremely tight um you know we have the the median the median system where you get a point for winning your matchup, a point for finishing above the league median for the week, and uh, you know we've got a, a lot of teams that are bunched at 
Yeah, thirteen and nine all the way to like nine and thirteen. Yeah. So from like um, two to eleven. It's, it's tough. Yeah, and you know, because of the way the system works, these next two weeks means that um, you know, teams have an opportunity to go four and oh or oh and four because of this because of the, the format of the league. So it's it's be it's really interesting, adds a lot of variance to the league. Uh, we have eight playoff spots out of twelve. So it's 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 a really crazy league, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that guys, that's it. Really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Please leave a, a rate, follow, review, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, and as always, we are out. Yeah.